Welcome to The Rot Focus, a podcast for rotters, newbies, and veterans, and everyone in between. We're hosted by M.A. Lee with the assistance of Remy Black and Edie Rooms, all from Rotters Inc. Books. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Each episode lasts as long as it takes to fix a quick dinner, drive a short commute, or take a brisk walk. Resources and links are in the show notes. Visit us at therockfocus.blogspot.com. Now, on to this week's episode. Welcome to The Rock Focus. Uh, Our guest today is Marilyn Levinson, and I'll let her take charge. Here you go. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, and I'm very happy to be here today. Happy and to have you. Thank you. Thank you. And what, what did, did you want to talk, ask me questions or? Um, tell me about your books that you have uh, coming out and that you have published. Uh, just give me an idea about what writing you have out. Oh, okay. Well, I started out writing as um, children's novels. Ah. And I published about five or seven of those. And then I started writing mysteries and one romantic suspense. Mm -hmm. And now um, one of my children's books is going to be in a series. It's going to be reissued. Yeah, it was a children's choice called Rufus Mm -hmm. and Magic Run Amok. It's a funny book. Okay. And and then three more books will be coming out. And for the last 20 years, I've been writing mysteries for adults. Okay. That's what I've been doing. Um, my latest series, it, which I write as Allison Brooke, is my um, Haunted Library series, and that's with um, that's with Crooked Lane. And okay, I'm that's now, nice. Yeah, and the name of the book that's coming out in September is called um, Dewey Decimated. Oh. This, yeah, <laughs> this is, and this is yes, there is a there is a ghost in the library. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute. Um, okay. This is my Dewey Decimated is the sixth book in the series. Mm-hmm. I am almost finished writing the seventh book mm-hmm. and I'm contracted to write the eighth. And I told my agent, my editor, that I would like to stop writing the series and start a new one, a completely mm-hmm. different series. So they gave me their blessing, and, <laughs> and so I'm plotting <laughs> that in, in a way. Um, so I've, I have about, I don't know, 24, 26 books out altogether. Oh, yeah. So I have other mysteries out as well, written under my own name. And um, sometimes I like to add a, parano- a paranormal element, which I, I did in this book. Mm-hmm. I did it in the Rufus book, and I did it in another mystery I wrote some years ago called giving up the ghost mm-hmm. and out is an ebook i don't always add one but i like to occasionally okay so how long have you been with your pub- current publisher from the beginning um no um i i, I they published um how many about five years ago um death overdue came out and it really did very very well um, it was a um, American with Library Associations that a starred had a starred review. It was the mm-hmm. book of 
month. It just got so many accolades. It was, oh, and it also was a nominee for the Agatha for the um, Malice for 2017. So that was really nice. Mm-hmm. And um, people like the series. They they like my characters, I think. They like the relationships. I, my characters are very dear to me. And um, in a way, I, I feel bad about leaving them after the mm-hmm. eighth book. But I feel that the story arc is complete. Ah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my character, Carrie Singleton, my main character, my sleuth, mm-hmm. um, she started out being... Um, well, she comes from a dysfunctional family and she really felt had no center and mm-hmm. she would travel from place to place. And she um, was feeling very down and her mother who was newly married um, and is living in Hollywood with her um, young husband. And he's trying to be, in, he's trying, trying to get acting jobs, mm-hmm. um, could not take her in shoes. And so she went to stay with her great aunt and uncle um, where they used to have a farm and now they live on the green in Mm -hmm. the town of Clover Ridge, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And she gets a job in the library. And at first it's just a nothing job. She's just reshelving books. Mm -hmm. And um, her uncle is on the library board and she also happens to have a degree in library, library science. So when a position opens up, her, her uncle, unbeknownst to her, said something to the director, why don't you consider Carrie? Mm-hmm. Just when Carrie is about to leave, she's had enough. She feels, I'm leaving. I'm, she, she doesn't move on from year to year. She's almost 30, mm-hmm. has not settled anywhere. And um, the director doesn't seem very happy to have her there, but she does need someone. And Carrie does have the uh, credentials. And a voice tells her, don't be an idiot, but think of, tell her, tell her that you will think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what she does. And she begins to think about it. And she, and her aunt and uncle, her great aunt and uncle, um, who become her rock. She's lived with them for seven months and they recommend that give it a try. And mm-hmm. she does. And from there, the story builds from there. And, wow. and the arc of the story is how Carrie develops really as a person. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's as much, that's as important to me as what goes on with mysteries. And the voice that spoke to her is Evelyn Havers, the ghost of, a, of, a, of a, an older woman, um, in quotes, mm-hmm. older woman, like Miss Marple's an older woman, you know, right. <laughs> uh, and she, who had died. She is a, um, she used to work in the library. So she, and mm-hmm. she lived in town and she helps carry solve murder mysteries right mm-hmm. usually because sometimes um her family is involved and um evelyn does not want to give any information or any <laughs> help in case her her one of her nieces or her nephew uh is is involved in crime right. which, which you do find out they do and also you find out in a few books later um the third book that her death was not the accident that everyone Uh thought that it was. Uh Yeah. So um, I try to build, you know, I I do have a real um, town in mind that Uh I build it around, but of course I I do whatever I want with my town. I build it the way I want to. Uh And um, 
it's it's um, it's wonderful town and so the library is built right on the green. It's one of these old buildings. These build, old buildings are built around this huge green, which, which mm -hmm. once was much larger because, you know, that's where cows used to wander in yeah. the 1600s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now, of course, they have they have events there. And mm -hmm. and that's where I place the library, like on the right. corner. And in the book that's coming out in September, um, they're breaking the, the, the town bought the library, the building next to the library which has mm -hmm. been dilapidated. These people owned it. They never did anything with it. It was always a, it, 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 a series of people had owned it for the last few 300 years. And um, what happens is they find a body in the basement. And by accident, um, the builders, um, they're redoing the entire building and accidentally they break through the wall in a place where they're not supposed to. And the ghost of the dead person comes in into the library and he starts whizzing around and creating <laughs> a whirlwind and he's frightening pa patrons. And so Carrie and Evelyn appears. Carrie never knows when Evelyn's going to show up. Right. But thank God she comes and they, <laughs> they whisk him off to Carrie's office and they tell him, you, you, you can't do that. You, you have to stay. We have to find a place to put you. Right. He, he doesn't know who he is, why he's there, where am I, who am I? He, <laughs> he knows nothing. And the poor guy, they move him from, from the, um, the, the room upstairs in the attic to the uh, rooms that aren't be used. And uh, meanwhile, they're trying to find out who he is. And they discover um, that he is, her, uh, Carrie, Carrie's engaged. Mm -hmm. and, and this is this is her fiance, um, Dylan's Dylan Avery's uncle. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but we still don't know why he's there. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's just you know, it's a lot of fun. A cozy should be a lot of fun, and these are cozy yeah. books. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It sounds very very amusing, and I would enjoy reading it. Uh, can you come into it and reading the last book, and then back up and read the others? Is it is it that much of a standalone? Yes, you can. And the reason I know this is because so many people who have reviewed individual books, mm -hmm. that is one thing they've said. They've said, you, you can start reading anywhere, but I'm going back to read the others. Um, you know, you get, you get a deeper understanding, mm -hmm. but you get a pretty good picture of where Carrie comes from. Her father was a thief. Uh, in the second <laughs> book, <laughs> yeah, he he breaks into her house and he and he loves her. He, but he he wants her to help him um, regain money that this the jeweler in town who he did a, a heist with. He he said, I, I he's not answering my mail. He's not answering my notes. I, I want you to set up a meeting. And of course, Carrie doesn't want to, and she's very mm -hmm. hurt by her father because he left the family. Mm -hmm. So you see how their relationship strengthens over time and um and the, and every you know the people are connected um the book before death on the shelf her best friend gets married and mm -hmm. the all the trial trials and tribulations of a marriage uh, not a marriage of a wedding of and a wedding. family 
and what go, goes on there. And um, so I, I bring a lot of the same people through, people mm -hmm. I, I mentioned early on in, in one of the early books, and then will come, it comes through, you know, something about this person comes up in future books. So it's like a little tap to me, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things people like about cozies is they get a, a, a group of friends and then they follow those friends all through uh, the course of your series. Now, when you're starting to think about your next series, will you develop a new town and, a, and, and you will, of course, have new, new friends? Everything, everything will be completely different. Mm -hmm. uh, I know who my, um, my, my protagonist will be. She's mm -hmm. going to be older divorced in her 40s and she's mm -hmm. going to have one son and I, I already know I already know certain things and mm -hmm. other things I'm you know I, I still don't know because that's not even the next book I'm writing I still have one more one more book in this series to write mm -hmm. and right. so I don't want to go get too far ahead of myself and I I decided it's going to be on an island and I finally decided where I was going to place this island. So mm -hmm. I, I I wanted that idea that it you know the, this is a town that's it's sort of not that it's isolated, but it's it's um, it's set and people in order to get there would need to take the ferry or right. an individual mm -hmm. boat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's and again, it's not going to be a real island, so you couldn't look for it on a map. But it's, you know, I couldn't I, go look for Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. But it's but, that kind of island. Exactly. And it's, it's interesting because once you're aware of something, you, you're aware of so many islands, you know, whatever it is you're looking in. Um, but that's the fun also about writing cozies. I remember when I was writing about the wedding, um, I was looking into all the, the different aspects of it. And um, and then. Even um, I just just recently, my um, my sleuth um, Carrie is bringing desserts to this this bad guy. He mm -hmm. may or may not be the murderer, and she's bringing him French pastries. And I find myself looking up the different kinds of French pastries there are. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. but you really have to know what you're talking about. And the good thing about cozy is that, you, you know, you don't have to know too much about different guns, uh, mm -hmm. different ammunition. Yeah, I, I'm reading a book now by, by somebody who was a policeman and he writes about guns and he knows what he's talking about, you know, mm -hmm. right. and that's just not the, the thrust of a cozy. So no, it's it, more on the humor and the relationships. Um, and solving a murder, but not going into the forensic detail or the gory details or anything like that, which exactly. is why I like cozies. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 more of a puzzle. And mm -hmm. yes, you deal with the, the um, relationships. And what I like to always do, I I very often have two aspects of the story, and and have them connect. And this mm -hmm. is especially apparent in the uh, checked out for murder, where I have. Um, a, um, Carrie's mother and her husband come to uh, Clover Ridge because Tom is in a is in a, is in a movie, mm -hmm. and there's there's a whole cast for the movie and what happens there. And meanwhile, there 
there is an old an old murder and there is another murder that's connected to the old murder mm -hmm. and everything is related actually so that took some working on you know that you know tying everything in in but i do like to go into the past i feel that people are intrigued by secrets and by events that took place in the past i know i am Yes, I am. I am. And I'm and then I'm wondering about the motivations behind the reason, not just for keeping things secret, but why it developed um, and then became a secret and then why they hold on to that secret. All that is I'm very intrigued by. Yeah, I I, th I think it's human nature. We're we're kind of nosy, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, we really are. And um, and I think, you know, cold cases always are appealing. You know, we mm -hmm. always wonder about that. Mm -hmm. And that's how I opened Death, Death, Death Overdue, the first book in the series. Um, Harry is her very, the very first person who she's having come speak is, is a retired detective. And he had a cold case in town. And um, this woman had died 15 years ago. And he, he's made the announcement and he wants to talk about the fact that he now knows who murdered this woman. He felt he was in, drinking a lot at the time when he was uh, on the case mm -hmm. and he never solved the case and he felt very bad about it. And he makes this announcement, he's going to um, reveal some of it um, mm -hmm. and he now knows it. And then in the library while he's giving this presentation, he. He kills over dead. Uh -oh. <laughs> so, Harry is really horrified, you know, and, and her boss, Sally, is even worse, you know. Mm -hmm. she's just, yeah. So, mm -hmm. I, as I said, I think we're very intrigued by old, old cases. Mm -hmm. Yes. So when you're planning your next series, it, look, it sounds like you have the, the, the town and pretty much the setting and try to have the majority of your close relationships worked out before you ever start writing or figuring out the story arc for the first book. Yeah, I, I, I figured that out. Yes. I, I think I, I do have that pretty much figured out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I know, you know, what my sleuth is going to be. Um, I don't do any, um, it's not going to, um, it's not going to be food. I mean, I do bring food in a lot because mm -hmm. Carrie either making stuff or, or bringing in meals from this gourmet market, and mm -hmm. um, and and they're eating out. They're eating a lot, but I, it's not a you know a a bakery, so to speak. You know something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I I do have an idea of what she will be, and some of the people in the town, and and I I think it's a lot of fun. You know to come up with a new cast of characters um, because you know, you have to really know them well. You, they, they have to see you through several books. Mm -hmm. and, um, and of course, every every new book brings new characters because you can't yeah. kill off the, you don't want to kill off the nice friends and relatives, you know. <laughs> but, and, and you want, you need different stories, you know, different, mm -hmm. you know, people want to have stories and lots of suspects. And um, so that's part of the fun. And an mm -hmm. animal or two, you know, um, people love animals, right? Yes. So, 
Yes, either a cat or a little puppy yeah. or something like that. Smokey Joe is the is the library cat. Mm-hmm. I remember my my I was going to bring him in the second book, but my my editor said, "Why don't you um, you know add a cat?" And this is after I had written the first book, mm-hmm. and I did it right away. Um, he came from the uh, Carrie is was living in a cottage um, that she rented from D- Dylan. Um, this is before they start going out, and he has he's on his he has a large property piece of property. His the ma- the uh, manor, as she calls it, the manor, a, a big mm-hmm. house, and then about a quarter of a mile down the road, um, mm-hmm. the cottage that she rents, and behind that is a farm. So uh, Smokey Joe ambled through the woods uh, one morning, and she's ready to go to work, and so um, he he. She had the car door open and he jumped into the car. And so she ends up taking him to the library. <laughs> and and then he's she can't let him out in the in the parking lot. I mean, that's right. terrible. So she so she mm-hmm. brings him into the into the and she's just had this job like what a one month. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, animals, you know, and she brings the cat in. And um, and and the children's librarians and and Sally, who is the director, see her, and um, you know, and Sally is horrified, and and Marion, the children's librarian, says, "Oh, a cat!" I, and Carrie says, "Oh, yes, this is going to be the library cat." <laughs> and Marion says, "Oh, how what a wonderful idea!" And he goes right to the children, and he it's amazing because you know he's half grown, but he's mm-hmm. he's not. Um, He's not shy at all. And he he proves to be a very wonderful pet. He kind of knows which patrons to keep away from, you know, no one, people who don't want cats to be near them. And mm-hmm. other can yet, he's very friendly. Mm-hmm. And Carrie has to remind everyone not to feed him by everyone, her friends, wow. her friend Angela, Marion. And they all have a, a stash of, of kitty, you know, kitty treats. Yeah. Um, so, in fact, in, in the second book, Red and Gone, um, Smokey Joe finds something. He finds this these jewels, believe it or not, uh-huh. that are hidden in the library. The, these are the jewels that her father was looking for. Oh. You know, where was, <laughs> how did they end up in the library? Well, you'll have to read the book to know that. But... Right. So, but Smokey Joe is very, is very popular and, um, you know, he's, he's a wonderful character. So when you're planning your next series, you're going to plan to have an animal of some sort who could be like that. And will you plan your titles? Because you have all these library connected titles for this series for which you have eight books. Um, Are you planning to have uh, like a list of titles for the next series? that you're going to work on? How do you come up with your titles? Well, okay. I come up with a title, but they don't, <laughs> <laughs> they don't necessarily take it. And so um, what they do is <clears throat> they'll tell me, Marilyn, um, it, okay, we need a title. For example, the book I'm writing now, I don't even want to think of a title uh-huh. because I know that it won't be used. So mm-hmm. I have a group of, of writer friends. We're constantly mm-hmm. in touch. And I ask them, I say, oh, okay, I need a title. And that's how I got 
Dewey Decimated, one of my mm -hmm. friends came up with it. And if the um, publishers like it, you know, they'll use it. Um, but sometimes they come up with their own titles. And mm -hmm. I, in other words, I don't have much to do with it. You know, I can suggest something, right. but as you said, it, they're related to, um, to reading, to, to libraries, and um, we hope there'll be, we need two more titles. <laughs> right. So what have been, you're, you've given me a really good glimpse of your idea process that you're, where, how you start, because you've talked about this second series that you're going to develop. How do you take the book from that original idea process? Do you think about the murder next, or do you start writing and the murder comes up? Um, um, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, because I get, I get an idea. I usually get two major ideas or, or two situations. Um, you know, okay. Could be the, the library, the extension that they're building, which was in the last book. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, so I thought, oh, okay. You know, find a body there but there, somebody else is murdered. And um, I usually like, for example, in that book, I'm, I was thinking Carrie goes on to the, um, the, they, the, they ask her to go on to the town. So I think of what kind of problem or issue could they be debating, disputing, and out of that might come a murder. I don't, I don't necessarily think of the murder right away but um, I know there's a situation where somebody, somebody comes to it. And the thing is that I, I, the, the last several books, um, people always say, are you a plotter or a pantser or a plotter? Mm -hmm. um, I used to plot my books much more. And now um, I still start out with a, a basic plan, at least for the first third. And then, thank goodness, it, it continues and the, the ideas just naturally develop and take off uh, and, and resolve themselves. Uh -huh. So, um, for example, I'm, I'm writing the very end of this book now, and it's where Carrie is confronting the murderer. And incidentally, it's so hot out, but it's, it's snowing, it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> so she's in the snow, tr tramping along in the snow after having promised her, her boyfriend, she's gonna, her fiance, he's, she's going to be careful. She's peeking in where these people are going, you know, and, and I'm thinking, well, what's gonna happen? And somehow I'm able to trust myself to come up with a situation that's going to resolve the, the, the murder without her getting murdered well, and, and, and the murderer not killing a fourth person. Um, the, and, and somehow you, it, your mind has been trained to work it out. Uh -huh. So I, I think it's very interesting that um, I, I'm, while of course you, you plan a book, you, you, I do anyway, I know how it's going to begin. I know what two elements will be in the book um, but somehow I allow myself the luxury or the freedom to, to come up with the solution. Um, I'm not even sure how it works out in your head, but 
you have to have a, really be free and loose to think of all different possibilities so that it's plausible. Remember, this is a cozy. It has to be plausible and not come across where, oh, she's so stupid or, oh, you know, so it's, but thank, so thank goodness so far it's worked. So, right. uh, yeah. So when you, when you come to the end of a good working draft and you have handled and taken care of as many plot holes and plot discrepancies and, and character discrepancies that you see that you might have had, what, what's your next step? Do you send it to beta readers or, or what do you do? No, I don't. Okay. Ah. Uh, no, <laughs> it goes straight to my editor. Okay. Ah. I go over it three times. Mm-hmm. Um, and for example, I have little notes at the very top of my manuscript, this and that. And I've already gone over my, my manuscript up until a certain point because I got stuck. And so I started from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and that enabled me to continue um, and and I think we all all of us feel so at times how am I going to write another book it, they're mm-hmm. so complicated and my books are kind of complicated because my mm-hmm. books actually come in at 83,000 words which is considerably longer than most yeah. um yeah. most cozies so there's mm-hmm. more going on or more depth or more uh whatever going on and you want you know you want to tie up loose ends so and, and I also have to make sure that Monday follows Sunday and Thursday mm-hmm. follows Wednesday, because sometimes one book in particular, I wasn't watching the calendar carefully. And, you know, because some, there were things you can't do on the weekend or the things, you know, you really have to be careful. So that was, that's something I look at also. And then I send it to my, my I don't even send it to my agent. I just send it to my editor and that's it. And she, mm-hmm. you know, and she never really has me do very much about it. Mm-hmm. And my editor goes over it twice and the copy editor goes over it twice. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, I'm going over it more times. So, and you know that no matter how many times you go over it, there's always- Nothing is 100%. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, and sometimes uh, readers will find something mm-hmm. um, and I thank them. And I, I, you know, I do appreciate it, mm-hmm. but um, some, 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 there's always going to be something that, that yeah. slips by. I guess it's also because nobody, like even your editor, nobody reads it in one evening, you know, and, and, and remembers what happened on page 65, they're up to 280 and it, but it, some, another person will have read something and remember something. So you do the best you can, you know, and they, you know, I'm, they very, they're very, very good Crooked Lane, I feel, mm-hmm. to editing. How do you maintain productivity? Uh, do you write every day? Do you have a certain number of word counts per session? How do you, how do you well, set up your writing? Um, I, I do, I, well, um, I think Kay explained to you when you had Kay George, Okay, well, Kay is a very close friend of mine, Mm -hmm. and we're in this little group together. And one day, not this book, but the book before, I 
I said, um, I think we were both starting a book at the same time. Mm-hmm. I said, you want to report to each other just like that. And we, and we did. And it was good for her because she didn't have a contract. But I mean, this is the book that came out yesterday, her, her book that, yeah. yeah. And um, so you see, she finished it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, she said, well, I'll take you a deadline. You know, I had a deadline. Mm-hmm. And somehow it worked for us. Um, we, we don't feel in competition. Um, we, we're very comfortable. We're in, we're in communication anyway. So I, I know what she's doing today. Um, mm-hmm. Here's what I'm doing. But, you know, we'll say, oh, I didn't write it today. Or I, you know, I wrote this. I wrote this blog. I did that. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, and it, it worked well for us. And then for this book that we're working on, our friend Peg joined us. So, uh, Peg London. And mm-hmm. so, um, and Peg and I are like, her books aren't as long, but we're like at the same point. And she, she's at the same, we're both at the same point in the, in the book, um, you know, and, um, about the murderer, the, the, the um, the sleuth and the murderer encountering one another. And, um, and you know, and, and Kay's been doing other stuff, but it, it somehow, it stirs us to write more. I mean, right. not that we work every single day, we don't feel mm-hmm. driven, but um, somehow I, I find that I'm writing more words because of this and for mm-hmm. some reason or other. And I, I don't exactly know what is going on that is helping so much but um and it's also sometimes we talk about what we're experiencing and and it's something you share as a writer you know or or even just saying I had a I had a problem and I worked it out mm-hmm. I mean we feel free to talk about our problems that's part of our group's um, uh, purpose is mm-hmm. and we do do that as well but somehow or other this reporting business um is good for us right right and as so, long as you keep the competitive aspect out of it because I, yeah. I've tried to do that once with somebody and they were very competitive really uh, no and I, would report, I did a thousand words and they would go like oh I did three thousand you know and I'm going like how did they do three thousand because they were working their day job the same as I was and wow like, no <laughs> no we're not at all you know that's so you have to get somebody else then to do it yes. with mm-hmm. because we're not like that at all and um very often, one of us is like um, Peg. Is, she was busy with her granddaughter the last few mm-hmm. days, and they were making cookies and what have you. And fine, or, or I got very busy with something, and I didn't write. You know, um, no, we're not. We, we don't even feel. You know, we don't even feel we have to um, mm-hmm. have a certain amount of words. So, uh, but I think it might work with someone else. A different type of person I, I definitely might, might try that again because I think that does keep you honest that you're always doing something related to the, your writing business if you do have someone that you report into who's helpful as opposed to competitive yeah we're very supportive of each other mm-hmm. you know um really um, and and someone one might say I, I took off time to just to think of you know the next plot and uh, the next the rest of the plot or for, for a, a few weeks I was just going over stuff I had already written uh-huh. so um I, but but it's you it's sort of that you have company 
Mm-hmm. And somebody knows what you're doing. You're not, you're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, according to this, we have a second glance about to say less than two minutes. Um, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I did not ask about? Um, no, I don't think so. But I, I, do, I, do you think that um, most writers have like two areas that they write about? Because I, th- I think that um, so many people do, like so many writers I know um, write short stories. And yeah. And what do you think about that? That I I, I lean toward the novel. When I started writing, I was writing novels at around ninety thousand words or more. But wow. this year, I have taken it on to try to understand short stories, um, and and pulling that into the to the short story aspect and and narrowing that down. Um, I was very successful with the first five to keep it right at 5,000 to 6,000 words, right around in that area. Um, but the last two were 7,000, and then the last one was 8,700. 8, and I'm going like, okay, I need to need to really sharpen that down because I've got, I'm getting long form again, and I didn't want to do that. Um, so I, I do think that some people um, aim toward a particular area of writing. Yeah, um, and I think we're fixing to run out of time because mine says less than one minute, and that said that just a second ago. So I want to thank you so much, Marilyn. Um, oh, thank and, you uh, for having me. It was fun to talk and chat about writing. It's always uh-huh. fun to talk about writing, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. And next time I write down how much time I have spent on writing and how many words I've gotten, I will think of you and your group. <laughs> oh, we never say t- we never bother how how much time we spend. Thanks for listening to The Right Focus, a podcast for writers at all levels, hosted by Emma Lee from Writers Inc. Books, assisted by Remy Black and Edie Runes. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Music is licensed through Audio Jungle called Background Music Loop. Its creator is Alexander Polishchuk, known on Audio Jungle as Plastic 3. The music comes in different iterations. Show notes and resource links for this and other episodes can be found at therightfocus.blogspot.com. Write to us at winkbooks at aol.com when you have questions, comments, and speculations. We will try to answer you as quickly as possible. By the way, we will not mind your email address. That's rude. If you find value in our content, share with your writing friends or write a review. We're small beans here without the advertising budget of the big peeps, and you can make a difference. And whatever occurs, right on.